you're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, and in these episodes, Sangram and myself, James Carberry, focus on personal development. We'll share books and other resources that are helping us get a little bit better every single day. And remember, like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sangram here. I got a special announcement for you. I have been part of the Peak community for almost a year now. And here is the thing. Less than 1% of the marketers become CMOs. And you know what's even harder? Staying a CMO without a high caliber peer network that can help you beat the odds. In Peak Community, they build a community around you by creating exclusive events and experiences to help you become 1% better each week so you can get promoted, have an impact, and do the best work of your life. This episode that you're listening to is an example of the conversations that happen literally every single day in the Peak Community. So check out, the link is below. If you want to be part of it, it's only for marketers, so make sure you're not a lurker, but someone who want to have an impact and do the best work of your life. Let's go. Hi everyone, this is Andrew Marr with Triblio. Thank you for joining us for this lunch session on how marketing can use predictive orchestration to win the best deals. A little about me for those of us who haven't had a chance to meet yet. I was born in Monterey, California, so just south of San Francisco, but I'm an army brat. So I've moved all over the place since then uh, every couple of years and eventually landed in Washington, D.C. after college. I was really interested in code and technology from a very young age. Uh, if you had asked me at the time, I would have told you I was going to go into law school and, and pursue a career that way, but just kept exploring further and further into tech. And after graduating from college, got into marketing technology and haven't looked back since then. That's led me to the really great adventure of being with Triblio for the last five years, uh, where I joined as the first hire in customer success. So I've gotten to see the ABM market mature quite a bit in that time uh, and have now been a part of over 200 program launches and gotten to work with a lot of really bright and innovative customers who are pushing the envelope in terms of how account-based marketing uh, is strategized and executed using our platform and, and getting to partner with them. So that's been fantastic. You might be new to the Triblio ABM uh, platform as well. So I'll just give you a really quick overview of what we do from a technology standpoint. Again, we've been in the ABM space for a little over five years. So the platform can be understood this way. At the heart, there are intent-based audiences and an orchestration engine, which is what we're talking about today. That ability to find accounts that are currently showing some level of buying interest and then be able to follow up automatically on the right channels to try to convert those accounts into customers for you. In terms of execution capabilities, there are three specific channels that we work in. Account-based advertising, uh, which is over a mix of uh, different networks. Website personalization, the ability to take your, your corporate website or special landing pages and turn those into personalized versions for each of your key accounts. And then finally, sales activation, which is about allowing each of your sales reps to understand which of the accounts in their territory they should be following up with, what messages they should be pursuing those accounts with in order to convert them. And finally, when to do so. What's the optimal time to be reaching out? We're built into the rest of the MarTech stack as well, though, so we don't just execute things on the channels that Triblio controls, but can also orchestrate things on marketing channels like marketing automation, LinkedIn, chat, as well as sales channels. So inside of CRM and your sales engagement platforms, tools like that. 
One last thing before I get into today's content, one of our customers, Nigel Williams, CMO at QuadroTech, is going to be speaking tomorrow on how to get radical but stay practical with your ABM campaigns. Nigel's a real practitioner and has been a great customer of ours to work with. So if you haven't registered for that and you're looking for real practical advice on how to get ABM up and running, definitely recommend that you check out that session tomorrow. So go ahead and register uh, after today's event ends. All right, so getting into today's question that you all signed up to hear about, what is predictive orchestration? How do we use it to find those best customers? So when we talk about predictive orchestration at Triblio, what we're really talking about is identifying likely buyers and launching cross-channel campaigns to convert them and doing all of that automatically, not through laborious manual processes that you can't scale. So that starts with finding buyers and especially finding buyers early by identifying the activities that they take before they're calling on you and your competitors. So if you think about your pipeline today, it may look like this, where you're familiar with those accounts that have raised a hand and they've told you that they're interested either by downloading a white paper, attending a webinar like this one, or doing some other activity, talking to a sales rep at an event, things like that. But there's this whole hidden funnel before that where vendors or customers rather are taking more and more time to research, do their own investigation of different solutions before they make contact with you. And those are the buyers that we're talking about finding today. So we want to be able to reach them with marketing campaigns, even if they're engaging with them anonymously. Can we unmask them? Can we understand which accounts are engaged? And even if they aren't engaged with marketing campaigns anonymously, they're just doing research on third-party websites or within their peer networks. How do we find them? And I unmask all of these accounts that could be in market and have productive conversations with your sales team about how you can help them. So when we talk about the data that allows you to find those accounts early, we talk about that as being purchase intent data, and it includes two distinct types that I'll spend a few minutes talking about so you understand your options going into this. The two types, of course, as you see on the screen are first and third-party buying signals. So if you think about the buyer's journey and third-party intent, Third-party intent is those signals, probably especially early stage signals, where somebody is researching, taking activity on a platform that you don't own or have access to, but maybe like a B2B blog, reading a review site, downloading and filling out a survey, things like that that would be early kind of explorations into your category before they're making contact with vendors directly. The second type, first party, are the interactions that they begin having on the properties that you do own or the campaigns that you execute, even if those things are anonymous. So for instance, the first time they visit your homepage, maybe even watch or download an ungated asset or, or watch an ungated webinar recording, they'll be signaling this first party data, which are your earliest signals, even if it's anonymous, that there's an account that's interested. And those get more and more granular as the buying journey goes on, where they'll reply to an email, visit a product page when they're cookied, attend a user group, things like that. And all those things are signals on the way to a purchase and if they're customers on their way to an eventual upsell. So you want to be able to find both of those types of data and put them together into a unified picture of the account if your goal is to find buyers early. And you know I'm, I'm assuming that that is your goal. So both of these types of data have their pros and cons. Uh, we really you know preach a blended approach here at Triblio. The reason being that first party intent is great in terms of it being really reliable. These are definitely customers or prospects who are interested if they visited your website or responded to a marketing campaign. But it is very limited or narrow band typically. You know, it's only going to be a small set of that hidden funnel who are actually at that point 
where they're engaging with your content versus a competitor's or even other you know analogous solutions in your category, looking at a professional services approach instead of a software approach, for instance. Third-party intent data kind of flips those pros and cons on their head. So you have all of a sudden an extensive view of the market where you're looking at a lot of early stage signals, more companies who are across more properties, more signal. The downside, of course, being that when you're dealing with more volume of data, it can be noisy. So it can be harder to parse those things out. So when you put the two together and you begin to look at the cross section and the patterns, it can give you a really clear picture that isn't always possible when you're just relying on one. So if you think about orchestration then to understand this, orchestration is the act or the, the practice of taking those early identifiers of buying intent. So third-party intent, website activity, things that are happening in your CRM that you can aggregate together, marketing automation responses, running them through an ABM platform like Triblet, and then using that as a decision engine to automatically execute the right follow-up steps depending on what type of interest or what product that specific account is showing interest in. That might be an advertising campaign. It might be a sales play. It could be a website personalization. It could be all those things together. The point is being able to have a data-driven approach where you're feeding in all these best signals and you know using a machine learning approach, identifying the best plays over time and automatically feeding those plays out to these accounts so that you can convert more of them, feed more to your sales team and ultimately uh, drive more pipeline influence and revenue for your organization. Now that orchestration, as I mentioned earlier, as it gets more mature, is not just gonna be one channel at a time where you're just doing advertising. When we think about orchestration, we really think of it as being full funnel, and cross-channel. That's what a mature program looks like, where on the left side, you can think of all these marketing tactics that will vary as someone moves through the funnel, but you'll want to be using all of them because your buyers inevitably are not just going to rely on one channel to think about you and explore your solutions. They're going to be moving from places that serve display ads to your website, spending time in their inbox, spending time on LinkedIn. You want to be able to reach them in all those places. So orchestration has to be cross-channel and it has to be full funnel as well. It has to make that transition from kind of broader marketing tactics at the consideration stages of a deal down to triggering the right sales plays and handing off the right assets to the sales team to use as someone moves into decision or purchase stages uh, of a, uh, a deal. And then of course, even into the onboarding phase, you want your customer success team to know when and how to be following up, what to be emphasizing. So orchestration is both full funnel and cross channel. So I'm going to give you three examples of how customers of ours are doing this today or teams that we work with are doing this today. And I kind of group this into, you know, complexity levels. So predictive orchestration 101 will take just third party intent feeding into a display advertising campaign. Very simple. One data source, one channel for execution, where a lot of uh, customers that we work with start out. Predictive orchestration 201, a little bit more advanced, is going to make a one-to-one approach scale for sales and marketing to get working together, still being able to be highly personalized at scale. And then predictive orchestration 301, the most advanced, using multiple intent data sources, a total addressable market of millions of accounts, working with enterprise territory management. This is you know automating things in a complex environment and it's a great example of how powerful these types of programs can get with some development. So the 101 use case here, uh, I will use Redpoint Global, a customer of ours, as an example of this. They sell a CDP SaaS solution and their goal was to engage buyers earlier in the decision process. So how do they use predictive orchestration to accomplish that goal? So the first thing they'll do is, of course, use intent data to begin gathering a list of, you know, in the, in the thousands of accounts they could be reaching out to 
at any given moment, which ones are a priority? Which ones will they spend those ad dollars on to nurture and to engage further? And they use that intent data to monitor for two distinct buyer's journeys that their marketing team knows they need to facilitate well. The first one is an IT-led project where the company might be looking for a customer data platform, customer data management, data you know, regulation control, things like that. The other, the second one, is a marketing-led project and CDP purchase where the account's looking for more customer experience platform, customer journey analytics, things like that that indicate marketers are looking for a data solution. So depending on which of these accounts they identify and which type of project they believe it is, an IT project or a marketing project, they'll then launch advertisements automatically with the messaging tuned to and the targeting tuned to the right persona. So if it's that IT project, there's going to be ads to IT people in that account about customer data management and so on. And if it is that marketing buyer's journey or project they detect, it's going to be marketing related messaging, pain points, all those types of things sent to marketers in the organization. Organization. Of course, they'll reach more broadly to the organization too, but this is where it starts out, that nurture process. And this, even though it was a simple campaign, is very successful for them. They saw that accounts were two and a half times more likely to engage with their content while they were showing intent data if they received these targeted ads. So just showing intent signal just because an account showed up in the hidden funnel over here doesn't mean that they would automatically show up on Redpoint's site later. They needed to nurture them with those ads, and this was a very scalable and easy way to make sure that they did that and they saw the lift as a result. The second one I'll show you is actually an example from our marketing team, which I love sharing. And our goal when we launched this at the beginning of this year was to align our marketing and sales on a one-to-one -one approach to thousands of new accounts that we wanted to engage over the course of this year. So the way that this works in our program is that we had a process similar to Redpoint where we're using intent data to find accounts on a weekly basis that we could begin to engage with some advertising, but we had to take it further than that too. So after finding those accounts, we would sort them into specific playbooks. So here's accounts that are looking at a specific use case we're promoting in this quarter, or here's a competitor they're looking at, or here's a field event that they might be interested in attending, obviously towards the beginning of the year. Once we put them into those advertising playbooks, we would then begin scoring the accounts and the leads that we had to understand which of these are showing the most response and are most likely to convert for us if we begin to reach out to them on more channels at the same time. And those accounts then, if we did tag them for sales follow-up, our system would automatically generate a one-to-one -one landing page for every account that was auto-filled with certain content assets and merge fields and messages that allowed them to have really, really dedicated focus message for what we thought was going to convert that account. So here we thought that Microsoft was showing some interest in a competitor or had already been working with one. So we had this more takeaway-oriented messaging, whereas you know down here, Shutterstock, we thought they might be interested in a new uh, use case. So after these accounts had these pages automatically generated, our system would then continue the advertising, but then hand off the leads as well as the one-to-one -one landing pages to our sales team and drop them into related playbooks. So the SDRs would be able to reach out about that use case and a use case focused cadence and messages with that smart page, that one-to-one -one landing page attached. And as a result of doing this, we were able to see much higher response rates to the messages that we were sending out because each of the accounts we're reaching out to 
could see that we had built this one-to-one -one landing page for them. And when they got there, they spent a lot more time. Um, I was just looking at these stats the other day. They were spending somewhere around three times as much time if they landed on one of these smart pages and engaged with the personalized content than if they had just gone to a generic landing page or a home page or something like that. So this one-to-one -one approach worked really well all the way from finding the accounts, delivering the advertised messaging, so all that marketing activity, and then to what sales was following up with, with these one-to-one -one landing pages and you know, the customized uh, messages they were reaching out with on email and social and things like that as a result. So again, very effective for aligning sales, again, because you're using data to pick the accounts, you're using data to orchestrate the messaging that's delivered to those accounts. The last example I'll share with you then is a customer of ours in Sparity. They offer an HR solution for small businesses all the way up to the mid-market. And their goal was to maximize their SDR team's efficiency working a target account list, a, a total addressable market of more than 5 million accounts. So as you can imagine, trying to find in a haystack that size, millions of accounts, which accounts should my team be focused on this week, which ones should they be reaching out to? How do we prioritize and score leads, especially for SMBs? It was very, very challenging. And so they brought Triblio into the picture to try to automate this process for them and deliver better results. So again, this is a, a 301 example, more complicated, but I'll break it out for you. All the steps we take through so you can see the power of these types of tools uh, when they're operating. So we start out with that total addressable market a list that they have of all the accounts they believe they can go after. And then we automatically prioritize, and this is based on their, their internal quoting systems, 1,500 high fit, high intent accounts every week. So accounts that that's enough to feed to each of their SDRs uh, on a weekly basis. And we're finding the very best ones for them. And of course, ones that aren't currently in pipeline and that aren't already, haven't been already reached out to in the last 30 days, respecting all those business rules, we find the 1,500 most qualified new accounts that their SDRs could reach out to. Once we find those accounts, we then break them into different messaging playbooks. So these accounts could get a message about, you know, a solution A, solution B, uh, these different pain points or, or products that are relative to insperity. So they get sorted into these different playbooks. And then beyond that, they get handed off to the right rep in the right territory, all at scale. The way I think about this for their team, and I've talked about it with others, is really their SDRs uh, having their Mondays back. Before this system was in place, they would you know, go into the office at the beginning of week, and everything would start out with this manual finding process. Which accounts should we target? They'd pull a list. They would then manually go through and scrub it, make sure that they weren't crossing territories. Huge manual efforts across an enormous team. All of this process now is completely automated for them, and so not only do they have 1,500 accounts they can go after, but it's the 1,500 best ones. They've already been assigned the right messaging playbook to receive, and it's been broken out into the right reps and territories, so there's balance every week. And if one of those reps doesn't get to an account that he was sent, then the next week that account can be brought back to them. So there's even advanced processes in place to catch those and make sure that they're being really, really efficient with this. Really great program, and I think shows, again, what these types of systems can do at scale, where we are finding the best accounts automatically and then orchestrating all these types of follow-up. And of course, this includes not just the sales follow-up, but we're doing the advertising pieces for them, as well as things on the website. So lots of channels in play uh, and a really great example of how this works in the enterprise and the amount of efficiency that it can deliver to the organization. I'm going to let Rich uh, explain this for himself, though. We have a video, so just let me get this started, and I will uh, let him tell the story. My name is Rich Whittington. I'm the Manager of Account-Based Strategy and Development for Insperity. 
Insperity is a leading provider of outsourced HR solutions for America's best businesses. We're publicly traded on the New York Stock Exchange. We have about 3,500 employees and about 80 district offices across the country, and we serve about 8,500 clients. When we started our account-based approach about six months ago, what we realized is that our target market, uh, that population was about 30,000 businesses at the time that we ran the, the data. What we realized is that we don't have the capacity to reach out to 30,000 businesses at any given time. And so what we've been able to do through the help of Triblio is prioritize and segment our accounts. All of our strategy and our planning is focused around this idea of fire, fit, intent, recency, and engagement. The value of Triblio Orchestrator is that it delivers on the value proposition of, of our fire data strategy. And that is when we're feeding through high fit, high intent accounts, we can now append the engagement data to uh, those accounts, empower our SDRs with that information, and it allows us to prioritize an SDR's day. Historically, an SDR would come in on a Monday morning and still have to figure out what their list looked like. With the help of the orchestrator, we can now prioritize an SDR's dashboard every week, and we're feeding through accounts on a weekly basis that they know who to contact, when to contact, and why to contact, and deliver the right messages at the right time to the right people. We've got a unique way of measuring our success, and it centers around value, volume, and velocity. Um, from a value perspective, is our content resonating with our target accounts? From a volume perspective, we're monitoring uh, the activity of our, of our SDR program. And then from a velocity perspective, we're looking at uh, the efficiency scores of SDRs. Are we engaging with those accounts that we're setting out to target? And then the bottom of the funnel, we're looking at classic bottom funnel metrics like lifetime value, um, annual recurring revenue, uh, win rates. From our early efforts in the FIRE strategy uh, in January, uh, what we, we've been able to close a deal already. And, and so we, we, we essentially turned this system on January 6th. We had our first discovery call set January 30th, and we closed our first deal on February 19th. That is a sales cycle of 20 days which is tremendous when you think about our typical sales cycle is about 70 days. And we're now seeing the SDR efficiency rates increasing at a tremendous clip. We've done a pilot over the last 30 days, and what we've seen is about a 500% increase in their efficiency, the number of discovery calls they've set against the number of targeted accounts that we've identified. Triblio offered exactly what we were looking for in a strategic account-based partner. Number one, they show a high desire to help us solve our deepest business challenges. Number two, Triblio offers the expertise uh, specific to and customized for our various go-to-market motions across our marketing organization. And number three, Triblio showed the tenacity to jump in and really add value to our marketing operations team. And what we've realized with the account-based funnel that we can now run side-by-side -side to our traditional legacy method is that we can essentially fish with spears now that we've identified target accounts and we're feeding through intent data and we're enriching it with the engagement activities from our prospects on Insperity.com. Triblio has played a tremendous role in helping us do that and operationalize the data in hopes that we monetize the data on the back end, lower funnel activity.
right, hope you enjoyed that video. As Rich said, the team here at Triblio really believes first and foremost at the end of the day in making our customers successful. That's how we're organized and built. So I love that he just mentioned the tenacity of the team, uh, our customer success team, as well as our developers who get in there and work with our customers and make sure that these orchestration strategies aren't just slides so that we talk about at events like this one, but are actually bringing to life processes that deliver a tremendous amount of value to our customers. And they've been uh, just fantastic partners to work with throughout this. So a couple of takeaways for everybody as we're wrapping up here, when you think about how predictive orchestration can help you to find the best deals. So first, just know what level of orchestration makes sense for your team to move to next. And starting at beginner is totally fine. So if you're still just at the beginning stages of exploring account-based marketing, that one-on-one -on -one example that I mentioned with Redpoint, where they're just starting simple, looking for a way to take intent data and activate it using display advertising is definitely a good way to begin operationalizing some of these processes, even automating that process of finding new accounts on a weekly basis and making sure that other marketing programs and sales programs can run on that data. Advertising off of it is a great place to start. I'd be happy to walk you through more details of how that works, but also, you know, if you are a year in or two years in and you know that your needs are more complex, you know that you want to be able to take it the next step and have, you know, intent data triggering not just advertising, but maybe a direct mail send that then an SDR follows up on. And then you have another marketing touch after that. We have customers working at that level of complexity too. So I think we've seen customers move from, you know, those very beginning stages to, of course, the more complex ones, but wherever you're ready to start out at, we definitely have the tooling that would allow you to do that and be happy to set you up with a meeting uh, where someone could walk you through examples of best practices and things that have worked for customers at about the size of your market marketing team or just relative maturity level of your ABM processes if you're just getting started. Second thing I wanted to mention is to focus your program on where sales reps need help to improve results. This might sound really obvious, but you know your program is going to show results not just in an ROI dashboard, but in making each one of your sales reps feel and actually be more successful in their prospecting, in their closing work. So we have seen accounts start with very top of funnel activity, like you saw with Redpoint, where they're trying to find those new accounts and move them into a process on a weekly basis. But we've also worked with customers, and we'll have a case study coming out soon, of somebody who one of their first programs was actually bottom funnel pipeline acceleration where they're taking their largest deals and applying some A-B tests with ABM to see what tactics move accounts forward the fastest and help them to grow deal size. If that's where you need the most help, that's a fine place to start as well. Again, it's just a matter of knowing where your sales team is going to find the most value and being able to tune your ABM program to that. And we have a lot of great examples and resources on our website to help you navigate that. At last, I would just say to build on insights. As I mentioned at the beginning, not all intent signals are created equal and you could be very successful just starting out with first party. You might need to look for specific third party sources. It just helps to understand what that data is before you launch your program and to really be sure you're building on a solid foundation and ultimately one that's flexible because data sources there's going to be more coming online all the time. So building a system that can ingest all types of new uh, signals that you're getting so that you can have a really robust program and not be rebuilding too often. In that light, takeaway offer for this uh, session today is just that Triblio would love to supply 
provide each one of you with a customized buyer signals report so you can understand based on the data that we have in our platform, well, who, if we were to start an ABM program with intent data and try to orchestrate things, who would we start reaching, you know, in the next month or two months? So you can register for this at Triblio.com slash B2B SMX. There's a form there you can fill out. We'll get, get in touch with you so you can get your script and confirm the types of accounts you want us to be finding for you so we can give you as clean of a report as possible, focused on the things that make the most difference to your team and they're most relevant for your company. We'll then monitor that data for a couple of weeks and then set up a meeting to walk you through the results as well as share ideas on how to operationalize that data for your marketing and sales team. So depending on what our advisors see in the data, they might bring lookalike campaigns that have worked for customers of ours or other tactics uh, and ideas that they've seen for companies in your industry and about your company size, things like that. So I definitely encourage you to take advantage of that. Again, uh, once you're wrapped up here, just go to register at triblio.com slash B2B SMX, and we will follow up to get this process started with you. You'll have that data from us in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much for your time, everyone. Hope you enjoy the rest of this conference and have a great end to the year with your marketing and sales efforts. Feel free to reach out to me afterwards if you have any questions about this session. I'm Andrew at Trivio.com and would love to hear from any of you as a follow-up. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.